The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome back to another episode of HBCU Always. Your boy Pooh Bell. Got my man Ant Petty Murphy in the building. Ant, how you doing, man? Good to see you back home. Yes, sir. Made it home safe. Still tired. Um, but we good. We here, bro. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, it was good, man, seeing um uh, a lot of people, a lot of people we interact with. Um, for instance. Hey, I got Doc over at, you know yeah. saying, HBCU Overdrive. He said, I'm ready for the smoke. Uh, ready for it. Hey, I'm going to tell you, everybody had kind of the same comment about uh, SWAT Media Day. One of the first things everybody said. You know what I'm talking what? about? Oh, the screen? No, no, it wasn't even the screen. Man, Doc, Doc tall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah, said, Doc yeah. tall. I thought you was talking about but <clears throat> About the screen. Yeah, I thought you was you talking about everybody in the HBC United group or yeah, space. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Doc Doc tall. Doc, yeah, Doc came in that thing like he ready to post up uh Dr. McClellan in the uh post. <laughs> yeah, Doc tall. Really, man. It was good, man. It seemed it seemed like it was more people there this year than last year. It kind it did kind of feel that way. Um at times. Um uh, it was a lot more. At least for us, it was a lot more uh, resource sharing, a lot more, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying communication, networking, networking. Yeah, man, it was good. Uh, our guys over at uh 1400 Club, uh, yes, Down sir. South Football, um, Dr. Cabello, uh, BJ, yeah, yeah, got to see our uh, affirmative action, uh, our good man uh, Zach from the Blue Bloods, yeah, yeah, DEI. <laughs> Uh, but man, it was good seeing everybody. Uh, man, even just talking with the players. Uh, true. Now, I, I, we didn't talk to him last year. We saw him last year. I see what everybody, like Andrew Body, the charisma, uh, yeah. the, the the answers and stuff. I see what everybody, what everybody falls in love with about him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then the other quarterback, Jeremy Musa. Yes, you can see the Vanderbilt in him. You can see the intelligence. You can, you know, he just. When he talks, you just hear the intelligence in him, man. Mm-hmm. And then I think uh, Bubba was another one. You know, you Bubba, can you man, can hear the, you can hear the blue collar in him. You can hear the worker in him. You know what I'm saying? You can hear you that. can hear how Watonka be cheating in him. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna find <laughs> a way to bring that up every time. You can, I had to mess with my guy. Even Alabama A and M guys. You know what I'm right. saying? You, you can hear the 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 guys. You can hear the the little blue collar workmen in them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Them, them guys who get after them and work. You can see the influence of, of uh I got <laughs> 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 Yeah, 
And you can see the uh, influence of their coaches in them. Yeah, definitely, uh, for sure. Uh, speaking of Travis, Travis, uh, back at Alabama State, he wanted me to let everybody know he only had one piece of chicken. But he he told that po- that pulled pork up. That pool so who ate the chicken then? I, I don't know, man. You know G what? I, I, this year, so I got you know what? I got a, I got a theory about who ate the chicken. It's a certain coach who skedaddled up out of there kind of fast. <laughs> so he took the chicken and ran. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackson in that red suit, grabbed all the fried chicken and left. That's my theory. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> uh yeah, but um man, like I said, it was a good time. Uh it was a, a good time. Uh <laughs> hey, I only had two pieces of chicken. <laughs> uh man, I couldn't even eat chick the chicken, man, because you know what I'm saying for, for different reasons. I couldn't even eat the chicken like I, I wanted to. I had man. two pieces of chicken and I ain't even really getting no pulled pork. So hey, it was it was hitting. <laughs> Hey, well, I don't know who who prepared that. Who, who auntie prepared hey, but, that? Hey, shout out to Andrew though from said because he that was a great swag media day presentation yeah, it was. from the, it was. the layout to the food to everything, man. That was that was well put together, man. They they did a great job putting that thing on. Right, right. Uh, but man, it was also announced. Um, uh, Andrew, uh, speaking of, uh, in the swag office, put out. Uh, the SWAC has a now a new deal with PepsiCo. It is the largest mm. um, deal to date uh, with their partners. Um, PepsiCo is now the new title partner of the uh, football and men's and women's basketball championship. Um, so congratulations on that. Um, That's amazing. Man, man the, the good news kept, uh, kept, keeps rolling, not just with the SWAC. Um, at the, the SWAC MEAC Challenge, um, it was it was announced that there will be a HBCU band national championship at the Swag Meag Challenge. They announced, yeah, I know during the celebration. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. I just I just wish that they would have like a a Swag Meag Battle of the Band Challenge. Ooh, not just with the two schools who participating. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But bring bring a few more of them out and just have a kind of a kickoff to the band season so to speak yeah yeah i agree i agree um but man that was dope i think that was dope a lot of band heads really really excited about that oh yeah um man and you know we always say can't hide talent yeah obviously can't hide a big payday either well yeah you got a uh a talent who got a big payday you know what i'm saying uh titus howard former Alabama State offensive lineman, former first-round pick of the Houston Texans, got paid a few days ago, agreeing to a, a three-year, $56 million deal, $36 million guarantee. Not trying to count the man's pockets, but it's public knowledge. But so yes. I feel like that's something that's, that's worth a little bit of this right here, my boy. That's worth a little bit. Yes. Kudos. Uh, congratulations. Yes, Ty- Bring me my money. <laughs> he definitely. <laughs> uh, which uh, getting ready to um. Hold on, I'm sorry. But yeah, that's uh that's huge huge payday, man, and that's that's big for HBCU. And man, that just goes to show, man, if you a baller, they'll find you wherever you at, and that 
once you get to the league, I mean, we've seen with Javon Hargrove, South Carolina State, just got paid last offseason. Now this, you know, now this and Darius Leonard should be or Shaq Leonard should be coming up. I mean, mm-hmm. starts to see a lot of HBCU players start getting their bag, and obviously Teron Armstead been getting their bag. Correct. You know, for the paydays he's gotten in his career, so it's good to see these HBCU players cashing in on these paydays. Right, right, man. Looking forward to it, man. Uh, just seeing who's next. Yeah, looking forward fair. to seeing who's next. Um, man, you know what? Bring them up. We're trying to, we're trying to, trying to get through. Uh, our special guest is in the building, um, but he's having a few technical difficulties. Uh, try to get to him in a second. Uh, but first, man, before we do that, we can go ahead. I guess we can introduce our sponsor. Talk about our sponsor. Yeah. We do that. Give a shout out to our sponsor over at betonline.ag. We'll be back in one minute. Betonline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to BetOnline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to welcome to HBCU Hour, none other than the Athletic Director at Lane College, Mr. Derek Burroughs. Thank you for joining us. Hey, D. Burroughs, how are you doing? Today? Hey, I'm glad to be I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I'm struggling hearing you guys, but I'm hanging here as long as we can. All right. All right. Thank Appreciate you, so you for, for joining, joining us. us. Yes, sir. Hey, no uh, problem. It was my, my pleasure. Hey, hey, listen, I understand those internet problems. Um, I've had to travel for work and try to do this show. And uh, not everybody yeah. hotel is uh, is very friendly <laughs> with internet. Yeah, yeah, well, you know how they go sometimes. But I'm glad yes, to be sir. here. And and to be honest, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, me with, with, the, with the close ties me and your father had, man, I was actually uh, excited about doing this, you know. Yes, sir. Speaking of that, I, I want, I'm going to ask. I asked you before the show. I'm going to ask on the record because uh, I, I know he watching somewhere. Hey. Uh, Rev, if you watching, I'm going to find out. So yeah. I've been hearing all these stories about Rev and his playing days at Blunt. And he right. tells me how good he was. And so I did this. And then, he'll, you know, and I, I kicked too. I was the kicker yep. too. And so he, he always talks about that. And I've ran into one other person who confirmed this. Cause right. my dad was like, "Hey, you know, what I'm saying I was, you know, what I'm saying I was the man. He looked up to me. He liked me. I was like, man, whatever, daddy.'" And I meet uh, Mr. Leroy Davis, right? Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him. I said, hey, Mr. Davis. And then the first thing he said, he said, "Man, listen, I really liked you. I really looked up to your dad." I'm like, "What?" Mm-hmm. So he telling the truth. <laughs> 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 so, let me I tell you, you. Let me tell you what your dad was. Actually, man, he was a. You know, he was a very, uh, very smart kid in high school. You know, we all wanted to, you know, make the grades he made. Uh, it was, it was rarely, you know, we we found. You talking about my daddy? 
Your just, I, I got to make sure we're talking about the same yeah. person. But go ahead. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, he was a great student. <laughs> uh, he was a great student. Uh, he was a good person. Uh, you know, one of you know, we could be good on the field, but not as good in the classroom. And the, right. and, the, and the, the great thing about Henry, uh, uh, Doug, we call him, uh, you know, Doug was a, an athlete on the field and then he was a student in, in the classroom. And so I, I, I admired that about him. You know, I, I was a decent student. You know, and it was only because I didn't apply myself. But Doug was a good student. He was he was a good student. Okay, Rev. Good athlete. Okay, Rev. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give him kudos. I have to get off his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> hey, you know, in high school, I'm giving my guy a hard time, man. Yeah, in high school, Doug was 230, 40 pounds. Man, it was hard to bring that guy down. You know yeah. what I mean? So when fullbacks were fullbacks every day, huh? I said when fullbacks were fullbacks. Yeah, when fullbacks were really fullbacks. But they, you know that, you know that's that guy. I, that's IR written all over that, bro. You know <laughs> <laughs> oh well, well, I'm glad you said that. Uh, he he gives his best. Uh, I've got a cousin who who also went to Blunt. Uh, he told me to tell you, you know, say hello as well. My mother's as well. So, hey man, listen, I, I'm I'm a diehard lover, bro. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah, he kind of messed with me, but my, look. And let me tell you about. I'm gonna tell you about this by rail. Okay. Tell you how big of a leopard he is. Uh, I went to. I ended up going to Lafleur. Really? Yes, sir. <laughs> I was in the Madden Pro. I ended up going to to Lafleur, okay. and uh, we had a booster meeting for the football team. My daddy came to the meeting and stuff. He said, "Oh, that's nice what they're doing over there." He mm-hmm. said. He said, "I'm just letting you know. I'm on Blunt Booster's booster team, and um, I ain't leaving there." I said, "Okay, all right, got your dad." Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he, you know, and that's the way he's always been, man. That's right. the way he's always been. He's always had a love for the school. Yes, sir. And I've always respected him uh, because he, you know, he always been, he always had that leadership quality about him, you know? All right. Hey, I, I do appreciate that. Um, but I do want to, so I, I want to talk about your time as, okay. a, as a player because, you know, and, and work our way up to, to your AD. Mm-hmm. Um I heard the legend of Derrick Burroughs. Heard all about it. Everybody talks is that, about is that, it. Is that bad or good? No. Oh, it was good. It's good. It was always good. It was always good. <laughs> yes, that bad or good, bro? You know, you no, it was always good. Well, we on the internet now. Let me <laughs> no, sir. It was always good. Everybody okay. talks about, you know what I'm saying, your play. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying, as a DB. How would you describe your play as a DB? Well, you know, we, we, you know, they came up with a name, Dirty. You know, it, it, you know, it was, mm. it, they used to call me Dirty Burrows in high school. Oh man! And uh, and you know, back then, you know, you could necktie and mm-hmm. you know go at people's heads and all that kind of stuff. So, and I had kind of a kind of a little, you know, chip on my shoulder about you know going at nicks and heads and all that kind of stuff. But you know, uh, today, you know, I get thrown out of the game for that. But but. Uh, you know, I was always kind of tried to be a very physical player, like yeah. running lot, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, head hunting out there. I see. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what what's what's some of the most memorable moments of your playing career? Is there a game or a particular moment that sticks out the most when you look back? Um, you know, the the, the most memorable part of 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 my career is you know my first interception. I think it was Tony Eason. Uh, New England Patriots. Uh, it was my first game starting, uh, and uh, you know they ran a slant on the goal line, and 
you know, I, I was looking for it to co come. I picked it. And, uh, you know, so so my first career interception in the, in the NFL was probably the most memorable, uh, memorable uh, NFL uh, individual play that I can remember. Um, so I think that was it. That's okay. a good one to remember. It is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is. Um, let me ask this: What what got you into coaching? Because I, I I you know as we started looking up, we saw you know you have a extensive coaching history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what what got you into coaching? Well, you know, as you know, during a, a, a Thursday night football game, I came up to make a routine tackle. We were playing the Houston Oilers, and man, I came up to make a routine tackle. And coach always tell me to keep my head up, and I didn't keep my head up. Mm. I ducked my head. And I was paralyzed from my neck down. I don't know if you read that or not. Uh, it kind of ended my career. I never played another down of uh, football. And, uh, you know, to be honest, from the time I got hurt, um, I was, you know, it, it had to have been two or three years. I, I was lost and I had no idea what I really. Uh oh, he might have uh, got a phone call. Yeah, probably so. Man, that's tough. Yeah. Going in for a routine tackle, paralyzed. Yeah, man, I gotta see. Um, I don't. Y'all give us some moment we have technical difficulties. I'll take them down till he comes back up. Oh, here we go. There we go. All right. All right, we have you back. Keep muted. Yep. All right, eighty birds. We have you back on our end. It just sounds like you're muted. Yep, muted. We can't. We can't hear you on our end. Yeah, we can't. Can't hear you. Uh oh. Get him back. That's something. Um, that reminds me. Oh, there you go. I don't know if he can, if he can hear us now. Kind of reminds you of the of uh, not Daryl Stingley. Uh, there's a there's maybe a few, maybe Bosworth. All right, he froze. Yeah, that's tough though, man. That's tough. Yeah. Let's try to. All right, we can come back in. Oh man, I I might have to apologize to Real too, cause Real been telling me the truth all this time, and I yeah, man, you know the hating on my boy Real, man. Nah, I wouldn't. You know, I always you know like say that, listen man. to it, but it, you know as you get older, I would say I I kind of you know say so I bleed him. I was like, I wonder if he kind of Al Bundy. He kind of give me that Al Bundy poke. Oh man! Because you know Al, Al actually did it. You know what I'm saying? Al actually did it. It was true, but it was a little exaggeration in there. So, and I think we did. 
Let's see if we get. Hey, can hey, you hear us now? Hey, listen. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry about that. I don't know what, I don't oh, know no what happened there. Uh, no problem. But anyway, as I was saying, I just kind of, for a couple of years, I kind of, um, you know, I was so mentally messed up about me leaving the game the way I did. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I just decided, you know, I asked myself one day, what is it that you want to do and disregard the money? Don't, you don't even think about the money. And uh, I said, I think I wanted to coach. And uh, I actually started coaching 10-year-olds, uh, mm. the league football, 10-year-olds. And, and uh, then from that, went to high school and college and pro, you know. So that's kind of how I got into coaching. Okay. So I, looking at your resume, you you coach pretty much everywhere and every level. But I want to <laughs> I want to ask you about about something that doesn't exist anymore. Okay. The the World Football League or the NFL Europe or whatever as it was called right. in that time. What right. was it like to go over there overseas and kind of bring the game over there and, yeah. and coach a, a different part of the world? Man, you would you wouldn't believe that they know. You know, I, I thought that they wouldn't really know American football, but they do. Mm -hmm. And they yeah. follow all the NFL teams. So you would be surprised if you didn't know it, you would think you were in the States. You know, every time, you know, they would keep up with the game and you would think that, you know, when when uh, when when calls go against the offense or defense, they're really in tune to the American football. So it was surprising mm -hmm. to me that they know that much about American football. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. I wish they bring that back. Yeah, that's one thing I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I'm glad that the XFL and the USFL, these 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 uh, developmental leagues, man, there's a lot of football players out there that need jobs. So mm -hmm. uh, it, it allows players that can't make the NFL right now an opportunity to develop and and maybe one day can make an NFL team. Yeah. Um. Ask this as a um, with you having had you know times and different stops as a coach, um, how is it how does that help you, your experience being a coach, help you uh, now as an AD? Well, you know, um, you know, whenever you whenever you have a, an athletic background as an athletic director and you've done it before and you've coached before and you understand what coaches go through, actually, it makes the job a lot easier. Uh, when you've done it before, uh, unlike a person that doesn't have an athletic background, and I'm not saying that people that don't have athletic backgrounds can't be in you know, can't be an athletic director. All I'm saying is, when you have an athletic background and you've done it before, and you've you've been a coach or you you've been in the mix, you understand it better when coaches come to you with issues, or you understand it better when coaches come to you with problems, or or, or because you've done it before. So actually, it makes your job a lot easier because you've done it before. You know what they go through, uh, particularly at HBCU schools, because, you know, you know, HBCU schools are very under-resourced. Uh, yeah. So we have to we have to make do with what we have. And, uh, you know, when you're at HBCU school, you know, you have to make do with what you have. So what's a what's a, a typical day look like in the life of uh, A.D. Burroughs? Well, you know, uh, this is coming up. August uh, is the, is the most uh, most difficult time because we're kicking off football season. Then track season, oh, no, excuse me, not track season. Uh, 
cross country is going on at the same time volleyball is going on. So, you know, football is always, you know, the biggest thing and the most ball is getting ready to get kicked off. Cross country is getting ready to get kicked off. So a lot is going on. Uh, and this is probably the most difficult part about the job is, is trying to start all these sports at one time. Uh, making sure all the reservations for hotels are are done and uh, making sure travel arrangements are is correct, making sure guys are eligible that's getting on the bus. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. you know, so you want to make sure ain't nobody getting on the bus that ain't eligible. So uh, so it's it's a lot goes on in, in uh, July and August getting ready for September, man. All right. Um Let's talk about Lane College. Um, yeah. yeah. Every school has a piece of history, especially HBCU. Um, have a piece of history. Um, uh, they they have different challenges and stuff. Uh, what are some yeah. of the, the, the history and challenges that Lane has kind of, I guess you could say, built into it? Well, you know, the, the challenges is, is the same challenge all HBCU schools have as resources. Um, of course, you know, Lane was built uh, – um, uh, to teach, uh, you know, young African-Americans uh, by former slaves. Uh, Isaac Lane was our, was our uh, founder. Uh, but, you know, like, like most HBCU schools, uh, uh, Lane uh, College uh, is, uh, of course, underfunded, uh, needing resources like, like most HBCU schools. And then, you uh, you know, across the, the country at, at most HBCU schools and even the PWIs, there's a tremendous drop drop in enrollment right now. Um, a lot of males aren't seen, don't seem to be going to college anymore. Uh, so uh, the challenges are uh, dropping enrollment uh, and, uh, you know, trying to make sure that uh, we're still educating kids every day. So... <clears throat> There's you speaking of underfunded and and under resourced and there's been a lot of talk about alumni giving back and and a quote unquote lack of giving back by some right. alumni basis. What exactly does alumni donating money allow athletic departments to do? You know, man, I'm glad you asked that question because you know, and, and I don't, you know, I'm walking on eggshells. Uh, because I am the athletic director, y'all know that. Yeah. But we got to get, we got to do better. Um, we got to do better in, 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 uh, in, you know, when you graduate, you got to become a, a alumni. You got to become a donor. Uh, every dollar helps. Um, so we got to get the message that it, it, it's important. It's important to give back to our, to our colleges, but I don't, I don't think that resonates uh, sometimes with a lot of HBCU graduates. I don't think they think it's important. Uh, and like I said, I'm, you know, y'all keep in mind, I'm walking on eggshells. Uh, so I'm, I'm picking and choosing what I say, but we got to figure out a better way to make our graduates understand that, um, you know, we, we're playing on a hundred and a hundred, almost a hundred year old football field at a college. And we got to make our, our 
some kind of way, we got to make our uh, alumni understand that if we're recruiting kids and your high school stadium looks better than the college that's recruiting you, you're not going to get any quality athletes. When, when, when you walk into our, you know, your gym, you know, if, if, if your high school looks better than your, the, the school that's recruiting you, uh, it, it just, you know, kids are so enamored by bling bling and eye candy and, and, you know, the Alabamas and the Auburns. And, but um, we can't compete with the Alabamas or Auburns, but, but we can do more for our colleges and universities. Yeah. We got to, we got to, facilities matter out. though. Facilities so matter. Facilities oh, matter. Absolutely. And, 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 and let me just say this, it matters at HBCU school too. You know, course. you can't compare, yeah, you can't compare us to Auburn or Alabama, but you can compare us to Tuskegee. You can compare yeah. us to Miles, you know? Um, so we, we got to get it, man. We got to, we got to get it. We, we got to understand that, that, you know, you know, don't just graduate, don't graduate from Lane and just forget about Lane. Don't graduate from Tuskegee or Morehouse and just forget that it even existed. You gotta, you gotta give back. You know, it it, it gotta matter. It gotta matter to you when you walk in in into our on our campus, uh, and you see a, a almost a hundred year old you know football field. It, it it gotta matter to more than just me. All right. Yeah. Uh, somebody actually asked this. Now I was actually going to kind of talk about this. He says, "Have y'all started and marketed a a a campaign?" Um, I know we've we've had on because um, we did a series kind of talking to uh, the different SWAT schools, kind of previewing um, the season. And uh, some schools like uh, Alabama A and M, they do things like five dollar Friday, where they kind of right. reach out to the alum and just say, "Hey, just donate five dollars." Yes. And, and as you say, every dollar counts. Right. So I didn't know if that was something that you know yeah, yeah, you guys yeah, have we, been trying to push. Yeah. Yeah, we we do different. Uh, we do uh, we do we our, our uh, institutional advancement department along with athletics. I do a fundraiser every two every other year called Dinner with the Pros. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about it, but Ray Lewis was our first uh, Dinner with the Pros guest speaker. We raised almost two hundred thousand uh, dollars. Ed Tutal Jones just finished doing a Dinner with the Pros. Um, Andre Reed was um, one of my former teammates was a guest speaker. Uh, we had Doug Williams planning to do a, uh, a guest speak speaking tour, uh, but it was canceled due to COVID. So, you know, I am very engaged in trying to raise money for the athletic right. department, but but I can't raise enough money. I can't raise enough money to build a stadium. Right. Uh, I you know right. it, that's gotta that's gotta come from everybody. That's gotta come collectively, and and our kids deserve to play in a, in a, in a stadium. Um, Absolutely. You know, I mean, it just, you know, sometimes it, it, it hurts my heart. Um, it hurts my heart to 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 go to high schools and see high school stadiums look better than ours. That, that yeah. hurts my heart. It really does. Mm. Let me let me ask you this. What does because I know being at the level you're at, you have to play some some quote unquote money games. Oh, yeah. you know, the yeah. Tennessee State type games. What what does it look like whenever you're scheduling opponents? Do do you take into account we need to make this much money this year, so we have to play this many money games, or do you just try to take what you can get? 
Well, both, to be honest. You know, yeah, I do both. Uh, uh, mm. Now, I believe in I believe in money games. I believe in guarantee games. Ever since I've yeah. been at Lane, I've been playing guarantee games. If you look at our schedule, last year we played Tennessee State, and you won it, uh, and we won, and we we beat them. Uh, hold on, hold on, because <laughs> you got to do. Uh, where is it? And you already know. Bring me my money. <laughs> so 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 we went down there and got that got that 100k uh but uh but so i i believe in guaranteed games it helps our athletic department and and our our coaches understand that we have to play guaranteed games and uh you know I, i've heard some you know opponents to it but i i i as an athletic director i i like playing guaranteed games because it helps our athletic department and as a coach and when i coached I still played it. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't switch up as an athletic director when I was a coach, right, when I was the right. head football coach at Lane, I played Tennessee tech uh, with 41 eligible players uh, and got the crap beat at me. But, uh, but we did, we played Bethune Cookman uh, a couple some years ago. Uh, so I believe in guarantee games. It helps fund our athletic departments. And and I know you talked about this a little bit, uh, but how do you play in like out of conference games? Uh, you know, with you, you know, especially in the HBCU, where yeah, how do you play in your out of conference games? Well, yes, sir, well, because because you, know, uh, you you know, especially with HBCUs, a lot of them have classics you got to factor in, and you got to you know say look at yeah, this and yeah. ke- try to keep some traditions. But again, like yeah. you said, you want to do money games to help fund yeah. your department. So how do you kind of plan around that? Well, to be honest, you know, we all kind of know each other, whether it's the SWAC mm-hmm. or whether it's the SIAC. Uh, I know half the, the, the ADs in the SWAC conference. Uh, and I'll pick up the phone and I'll call one, to, uh, I, you know, uh, they at Alabama. He was an AD uh, in the SIAC, had any available games to play. So you just kind of pick up the phone and you, you call ADs, you call. Uh, to see if they have uh, the same dates you have, and you kind of make it work. So uh, you know when you when you're in that the sports industry, we all kind of know each other, or we've all kind of heard of each other. So it's 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 no big deal to pick up the phone and and uh, and and all of us are very cordial to each other to be to be honest. You know? Right. The 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 guarantee game versus Tennessee State that y'all ended up winning in overtime. Yeah. What did that do? What did that do for the athletic department as a whole? I know it got y'all some money, but what did it do? Did like momentum wise? Did you see influx of donations and and more people start coming out the games after that? No, uh, but it was oh, great wow. for our kids. <laughs> no, but it was great <laughs> for our kids. though. <laughs> you know, yeah, of course. Hey, I didn't see an influx of anything, but it was great for our kids. It was great for our program. Um, it was by far the, the biggest game in our school history uh, yeah. uh beating tennessee state and uh you know if if if, if nobody enjoyed it but lane college you know i'm okay right. with that uh but, right. but but you know unfortunately we didn't we didn't see an influx of donors come in to you know to to no mm. this is a good question how many yeah. students does lane college have well, you know, as I as I said, it's you know enrollment is dropping. We're we probably around eight or nine hundred. We, we're normally at about twelve hundred, but over the last couple of years, our enrollment have dropped. Uh, so we're working on trying to 
you know, trying to pick an enrollment up right now. Yeah. And and that's not just Lane. That's across the country. There's a drop in yeah. enrollment, uh, particularly on the male side. We got to get we got to get uh, we got to get our black males back in back in college. Uh, let me ask this, uh, and this I'm gonna take this away a little bit away from from uh, from Lane College. Uh, I'm gonna take you back home. Okay, that's a good place to be. A lot of people talk bad about Pritchett, right. but Viger and Blunt have put numerous of players in the league and uh, and and and, and kind of elevated. Uh, can you tell us about some of the players, you know, saying, or, you know, saying from your time and, and you know, saying before or, and after, you know, saying from, from the Pritchard area that, you know, have just had so much success? Well, you know, I, I, and if and if I start naming players, you ain't, you're probably gonna, not going to know the players I named because they was way before you were born. But, you know, <laughs> uh, but Blunt had a quarterback by the name of Charles Green, who, you know, Charles Green walked on water to me. Mm. Uh Greg, Greg Gordon, both of them signed scholarships to go to the University of Wisconsin. That was big for us. I mean, guys from Pritchard didn't didn't go to Wisconsin and they still don't. You know what I mean? So we All were right. trying to figure out how the hell Wisconsin <laughs> comes out here <laughs> and get Charles Green and Greg Gordon. But those were the two guys that I that I that I admired. In, you know, in high school and, and everything I wanted to do, I wanted to do it like Charles Green, everything Greg Gordon did. I wanted to do it like Greg Gordon. So and 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 believe it or not, you know, I was lucky enough to get drafted in the first round uh, of the draft. And guys come up to me and tell me the same thing. You know, I feel I felt about Greg Gordon and Charles Green. And I never thought in a million years that. Some guys wanted to be Derek Burroughs, you know what I mean? But, but it, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, uh, it's very humble. You said, man, I, 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 you play, you know, so that's a hum, that's humbling when, when, uh, even, you know, even, uh, uh, Chris, Chris Robinson, who's, who's the AD at Arkansas Pine Bluff from Pritchard. Oh, he showed even, me a trophy. Yeah, Arkansas Pine Bluff. He's the he's the AD at and from Pritchard. Well, he was a former quarterback at Blunt. He came. And he showed me a picture of a trophy he won at my football camp back in nineteen eighty five, bro. Wow. So, I mean, so that was that was like, man, you got to be kidding me. But you got to get to know Chris Robinson. He's the AD at Arkansas Pine Bluff, and he's from yeah. Pritchard. I'm gonna have to add that. I'm I have to reach out. Yeah, you good out. dude too. Yes, sir. I did not. I, I did not know that. And because yeah. I, I I know um, you know when I was coming up, we had um, Sherman Williams, uh, yeah. Yeah. Damian yeah. Craig, um, Aaron James, who's now yeah. head coach at you know Skeegan. So it was right. it was I was able to see those guys. Um, but then there were guys who didn't necessarily make it who right. I saw who were just incredible, you know, cause you know, you know, my dad had, had me at all the blunt games. So, yeah, you know, yeah. the blunt Viger games were, were yeah. star studded and it was just, yeah. just amazing to see. But now, you know, the reputation of what Pritchard is, is, is nothing compared to what we saw in the heyday. So. Hey, hey, listen, let me just say this, man. You know, we are, we are 
where we're from. We are where we are from. I, I'm, I've never been ashamed of being from Pritchard. And I don't think anybody that has came out of Pritchard has ashamed for being from Pritchard. So all that outside noise don't really matter to us anyway. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, to be honest, you know, being raised in Pritchard, that, that's what made us. Uh, you know, that's what made us be able to survive when we left Pritchard. So I don't really hear all the outside noise. And it, it, it's never really mattered to me what anybody said uh, about Pritchard. You know, it's where I'm from. Uh, Belsimer Projects is where I'm from. Uh, so I, I, I ain't ashamed of that. Uh, so, I'm, you know, and let me just say this. I'm still the highest uh, drafted player ever out of, out of Blood High School. Though. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to go there. I want to go there to your pro days because yeah. you, you played you play for the Buffalo Bills right before the infamous four straight trips to the Super Bowl. Did you yeah. did you kind of feel that that brewing that that level of success? Did you kind of feel that something was building up? Because I know one of your one of the years y'all yeah, made it to the AFC Championship game, right? Right, right. Uh huh. Yeah, did you kind of feel that that team building up to something the way y'all was gonna be to you no know, Super Bowl type contenders? You know, we had a we had a great team that year. We had we had James Lawton. We had Andre Reed, Bruce Smith. Uh, Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly, these are all the Hall of Famers, man. We had got to play with five Hall of Famers on one team. So, you know, we had a we had a we had a great squad, and uh, you know, we just fell short. Uh, I think it was in '89 to the Bengals, but then mm -hmm. they came back and went to four straight Super Bowls '90 through '94. But but if you remember, man, we had a we had Cornelius Bennett. We had Bruce Smith. You know, we, we had a hell of a football team, man. Uh, so I I really expected us to be good. We went from 2-14 and 14 my first year. Mm -hmm. I think to my third year, we, you know, went to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Who was the toughest person you had to match up with in the NFL? That's, that's easy, Andre Reid. Uh, you know, I, oh, every you day know, in practice, huh? Every day. Yeah. You know, let me tell you about Andre. You know, Andre was – was a strong, a very physical receiver. Andre mm -hmm. can go in the weight room and pump 225, 15, 20 times. I wasn't that strong. So I knew I knew every time I got in press coverage, I was trying to get my hands on Andre. Andre wasn't going to allow me to get my hands on him because he was so strong. Yeah. But the one thing I thought I felt like I could do better than Andre is I think I, I felt like I was faster than Andre. I could outrun Andre. So I always tried to stay in his pocket, but he would never let me get his hands on. He would never let me touch him. And whenever it was running plays, he was so strong, he'd get his hands inside on me, and I could never get him off me. So Andre Reed gave me everything I needed every day in practice. So Andre made the game easier for me yeah. because I went against him every day. <laughs> yeah, somebody said he must was cooking you, coach. That's that's Andre Reed though, but that's understandable, man. Andre yeah. did that too. I mean, we had some battles in practice. I, I you know, I, you know, I don't know a DB in the league ain't got cooked. So you know, yeah, yeah, it happened. You know, tell him you tell him you got to, you want your you want your fair share of reps too, huh, Coach? Tell hey, him. listen, listen, he got more than I got, but uh, <laughs> listen, I, I, I don't know. Well, see, they, the, the story is the eye in the sky don't lie. I don't know how much right. of the eye was in the sky back then, but you know, I mean, if they ain't got it on tape, you can tell them, Coach. Listen, 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 listen. No, no, 
No, listen, I ain't gonna tell no lies. Man. <laughs> hey, that's a Hall of Fame with those coach. I mean, ain't, ain't nothing to no be ashamed of. That's what they yeah, he yeah, a Hall yeah, of Famer, yeah. Coach. Nothing to be nah, ashamed nah, of. Listen, I ain't going to get on your show and tell no lies on me, man. All right. <laughs> All right. Somebody <laughs> asked, did you play with uh, but, uh Andre Howard Reed, Ballard? By far, was the best receiver I've ever played with. Okay. Yes. Uh, Howard did Ballard you play with Howard Ballard? Also. He, he, uh, he started left tackle. Left tackle for us. Yes, sir? Okay. Did you ever go up against Sammy what White? Was that was going to be my question. Sammy White was a little before me. Uh, we passed yeah. each other. I, I, but, so yeah, I, never I, I thought y'all might only overlap by like one. Yeah. I thought y'all might yeah, only did. play like one yeah. year together. I just didn't know if yeah. you ever matched up against them. Yeah, but the, if, if you take Andre Reed out of the equation, uh, I would say the hardest receiver I had to face was Al Toon. And I don't know if you guys remember Al Ooh, Toon. Yeah, Al Toon. A little Toon. bit before yeah, your time. Yeah. But Al Toon was a 4-3 guy, 6-4. I mean, had had it at the line. Uh, uh, Sterling Sharp. Uh, Sterling mm. Sharp was another Andre Reed was very strong uh, at the mm. line of scrimmage. Um, yeah. I hated water bug receivers that, you know, Clarence mm. Verdan, who played for the Colts, Colts. You know, he had to be a full zero or, you know. Uh, so all those guys, you know, those were the guys that gave me the most trouble. Um you know, Mark Duper, Mark Clayton for the Dolphins. Yeah. Mm. No, you, you, so you didn't like them old uh, Eric Metcalf type receivers, huh? No, you know what? I would rather have went against the bigger receivers uh, than the, yeah. than the, the small, uh, um, the, the small water book kind of guys. Yeah. Yeah. They hard to cover, man. They hard to cover. Um, you know, you know, you gotta be patient at the line of scrimmage. If you're in press coverage, you gotta be patient. You can't, you know, you 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 shoot your hands too quick at those guys, and it's CIX, bro. What's the what's the best quarterback you went up against? Oh, Dan Marino. Uh easy. Easily. Uh, Dan Marino. Yeah. He's better than Elway. I, I would go with Dan Marino. You know, only because, okay. you know, you know. We try to send everybody at Dan Marino and Dan Marino going to get rid of it real quick. We can't never yeah. get pressure on him because he's going to always get rid of it quick. Um, I, I, I'd have to go with Dan Marino over Elway, yeah. Yeah, man, he's splitting hairs, but yeah, I, I'd probably Yeah, agree but, with but you, can't go, you can't go wrong either way, you know, yeah. when you go. But but I, I would go with Dan Marino. Y'all had, y'all had a pretty good quarterback over there in Buffalo, too. Jim Kelly yeah, wasn't yeah. Jim, Jim, Jim Kelly, he, he was a hell of a quarterback for us. Um, great leader. Um, good teammate. Uh, uh, but I thought you said the best quarterback I had played against. So, oh yeah, yeah, no, I was, yeah, I was I'm, just... I'm never, yeah, okay, I'm never not gonna put my put my teammates. <laughs> I got you, yeah. I got you. Yeah. What was it like? What was it like playing for Marv Levy? Well, you know, Marv Levy was kind of a straightforward guy. He, you know, he, he, you know what? He he wasn't a curse or a screamer or a hollerer. Uh, he tell you what 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 he wants you to do, and he expect you to do it. Um, you know, so, uh, um, you know, I, you know, when you, when you, when you're, when you're 60 years old, 61 years old versus 21 years old, you have a lot of regrets. And if, if it's, if it was one thing I wish I could do back over again, I wish I had had a better relationship with Marv. Uh, and not that it was bad. Uh, I just wish I would have been a little more user friendly. 
um, rather than being a hothead. Um, so uh, when you talk about Marv, you know, I wish I would have listened a little more. Uh, but, you know, you do stupid things at 21 years old, um, you know, so. Which, which I, coach I, did I, you I play for? Which coach that you play for or coached under does your coaching style most most reflect? I, I don't know if you all remember, but you know, uh, remember the name Ted Cottrell. Ted Cottrell oh, was man. a yeah, he was a lifetime you know defensive coordinator in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a thirty. He was a thirty year uh, NFL um, veteran coach, and. Uh, you know, Ted Cottrell taught me the the the, the odd front. Uh, so the the three four defense we ran at Lane was the same three four defense we ran in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So after Ted Cottrell retired, uh, and he and he hasn't really retired yet because he's a defense coordinator in the USFL with the New Jersey Generals. That's where believe I mean. it or not, yeah, believe it or not, Ted Cottrell came and coached with me at Lane College as a consultant. Oh wow. Now, now, I couldn't pay him a whole lot of money, but because right. of our relationship, he did come uh, for one year and act as a consultant uh, with us and, and taught our, our defensive linemen uh, so much. And we had a we had a freshman defensive lineman that he he uh, he worked with. And believe it or not, now that freshman just signed a free agent contract with the um, San Diego Chargers, uh, Andrew Farmer, two point seven wow. million dollars out of Lane College. Now That's amazing. Yeah, that's major. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't know that uh, that uh, Lane College has produced six, maybe I think it's six or seven. I lost count. Seven NFL players. Seven. Jacoby Jones is a product of Lane College. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's the highest. Yes, yeah. Um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Fred Lane, who's a uh, running back for the Carolina Panthers. He's a product of Lane College, so we we've had some guys in the NFL, and and like like you you I think I heard you say earlier, you know I I understand everybody want to go to big schools, in Alabama and Auburn, but if you can ball, they gonna find you. Can't hide talent. Yeah, they gonna find you at Lane. Yes, yep. sir. Uh, so let me ask this: um, when you get to take that AD hat off and you go home yep. or, or whatever, how do you? Uh, what are some of your hobbies? To, to kind of relax, do you do you jump back and watch some more football, or watch some no. more sports, or do you just kind of, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I graduated. I'm, I'm, you know, I want to, I want to acknowledge my school first. I'm, I'm a big University of Memphis fan, uh, so I, I'm a, I, I try to watch the University of Memphis as much as possible. But when I can't watch the University of Memphis, I'm a big Alabama fan. <laughs> so oh, every time no, I get all right, show I, over with. Every time over. I get a chance to watch Alabama, <laughs> I'm watching Alabama if I'm not watching Memphis. So, all right, show I'm, over. It was fun yeah, while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a, oh, hey, listen, y'all kick me off the show. I'm a huge Alabama fan. <laughs> <laughs> you was doing hey, so good, AD. I, you was good. doing sorry, so good. Sorry, I, I promise man, you, you, you not. Y'all kicked me off the show, but I'm an Alabama fan, bro. <laughs> I promise you're not the first person to say, yeah, you know, I like Alabama. Oh, so over. So over. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the first. We ain't, we're not treating you no different than we treat anybody else. <laughs> That's all good, bro. That's all good. <laughs> but no, uh, A.D. Burroughs. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It, you know, every time I get a chance, man, I, you know, 
you know, you know, if you think about it, you know, this is a dream job. And when I say uh, when I say a dream job, meaning, you know, I, I'm a I'm a former NFL player, now athletic director. And, you know, I get paid to do what I love to do. Mm-hmm. I get I get paid to go to football games. I get paid to go to basketball games. I get paid to put football rosters and basketball and volleyball rosters together. This is, you know, sometimes I sometimes I can't believe I'm I'm getting paid to do this. Right. Yeah. You know, so when you when you love what you do, you don't go to work a day in your life. So I I love what I do, man. So it's not like work to me. Yeah. So it's it's really no hats to take off, you know, because mm. it's because it's it's sports, man. And who don't love sports, you know? I heard that. Yeah. Well, eighty Burroughs, everything they have ever said about you, um, is has been true. Uh, as far as you know, the when I said the the legend. Uh, they talked about how you know some greater person you are, you know, saying the athlete you were. Uh, it, it's 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 all you confirm with, with with your stories and stuff. Uh, so I, I do appreciate you for for taking the time and coming on talking with us. Uh, 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 they yeah. say get your resume ready because uh, they want you in the swag as an AD apparently. Uh <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey man, he, he said he good at lane. <laughs> he said he good at lane, y'all. He gonna he gonna stay where he <laughs> at. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Hey, listen. You try to get me fired, ain't you? <laughs> oh no, nah, no, nah, I would never, coach. Never, coach. Uh, I, I'm I, just joking. I'm you must be doing something right if they want you. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Hey, man. Listen, I, hey, I want to say this for for you guys go, man. Uh, your your your, you know, I, I enjoy playing with your pops. It's a it's a joy to meet you and and your and your uh, your studio mate here, and listen, it, it's it was a pleasure speaking. And you know, thank you for allowing me reminisce and go back in my career and, and just reminisce about the good times. Pritchard, um, you know, uh, I love talking about the way we came up, man. And I just want I want to thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to uh, to go back. Uh, and and reminisce for a minute. Hey, no problem. Hey, if you ever need to come out, bring uh, uh, some lane news. Uh, uh, our platform is your platform. We're here. Uh, definitely love to, to help any way we can. Uh, spread any word we need to. So, you know, always welcome over here. Yes, sir. Anytime, coach. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. All right. All right thank you. Appreciate you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been All right. the AD at Lane College, Mr. Derek. That was a. I think he can still play today. He he he, I, I, he hey, in better shape than me. I'll that say man, that. I promise that man intimidating. Yeah. I, I guarantee you. <laughs> I guarantee yeah. you he can still lace him up today. Yeah, he definitely will. Uh, hey, I, I do want to. I mean, as far as HBCU news, I think that we've got most of it, but I do want to bring this up because they, they start talking about it in the chat a little bit, man. It's a big fight this okay. weekend, yeah. It is who you got. We got we got Aero Spence versus Bud Crawford, and, yep, yep, yep. And I've seen about a lot of people time. say, uh, Spence gonna, gonna, gonna knock, knock him out. out. Me, Mike knock said he's gonna knock him out. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. When last time Aero Spence knocked anybody out? Without a call. I'm assuming that you're going for Bud Crawford. 
I listen, Bud has put so many people to sleep. Errol Spence looked like y'all already sleep. I, I say this. I say this. I don't know who gonna win the fight, but I know who won the trash talk. Oh yeah. And if and if the fight anything like the trash talk, if the fight is anything like the trash talk, yeah, Bud ain't got a chance. That's true. That's true. But um, but I don't know, man. I I've been leaning Bud. I've been leaning Bud, but I it's too close for me to. Call. You know who Bud is to me. You 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 finna get ready to be a rich. But I think it could go either. Way. I, I I know yeah. one thing. Hey, Jamal, sorry, I ain't putting no money on this fight. Nah, either way. I ain't putting no money. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put no money on it. But I, I think if I had to put I money, want, since, we, since we're talking about boxing, can we talk about Devin Haney? Yeah, running from Shakur Stevenson. Can we please talk about that? Let's talk about it. Because this Devin man Haney decided to go up in a weight class to fight Regis. Shout out to that New Orleans boy. But he went up a fight. He went up a class to fight Regis instead of fighting. Instead of fighting, who his mandated fight was? Mm -hmm. Shakur. That boy, no, he can't handle Shakur, man. Oh, hold on. Said we should do a show on the fight while it's on. I mean, we might do a Twitter space. We might yeah. do a Twitter space. I, yeah, I ain't going to be able to do it. I, I won't even be at home for uh, we, for, but we talk, yeah, for the fight. But we can talk, definitely talk it in. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You got somewhere to go this weekend. Yeah. Dude, yeah. you might get put out. Who that little dilly? Yeah. He, I'm talking. He covered in throwing stuff in. But yeah, that's the yeah. Devin Haney. Devin Haney. He he just he just dropped down for that to fight Tank. Um, he he. I think he got all he could he could handle with uh, Lomachenko, and he. Oh yeah, that's his career. I ain't gonna say his life. His career flashed before his eyes because that 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 title was been the. It should have been. I don't gone. know why he said Tank. I'm tripping. You mean Loma Chico? Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. But yeah, they and uh he was if he was gonna fight Tank, it was gonna be at that same weight class. He anyway, not, he not he can't handle nobody in, in that way. Can't handle class. nobody. And honestly, I hope Reed is sleeping, but I don't know that I don't know how that fight gonna go. I got I don't know what uh Haney gonna look like up at weight class, but it ain't worked out for him, for most people going up a weight class. You seen what uh what old Bivol did to Canelo when he went up away class? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I um yeah, but give me um give me um Bud, yeah, Bud. give me Bud. Only um, thing I say is it don't go the distance. I can agree. I think somebody getting put to sleep. I can agree. Um, uh, speaking of getting put to sleep. I don't know the 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 was it Japanese fighter the guy who beat um they, they had the fight on Tuesday. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But Boy, they said he, something about his hands being wrapped illegally or something. Yeah, they, but he what the trainer watched him wrap his hands. The uh the uh opposing trainer sat there and watched him wrap his hands. Oh, I don't, I, I that's a, that's the initial what you call was saying. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the, the trainer watched him wrap it because that was in the thing he put in and said, "Hey." I gotta watch him wrap his hands, or we gonna walk. And they let him watch, and then he watched them hands. 
Yeah, I ain't see that fight, but I, I, see I ain't it. see I, it. I, I saw the uh some of the replay of it. It wasn't. It, <laughs> it wasn't hey, long. What you, what you think about the uh the Tyson Fury Francis fight? Since we talk a fight, it's it's it's, it's another Mayweather, um, Conor McGregor fight. You think so? Yeah, Francis. Now Francis. So I think Francis. I think Francis got a better chance than Mayweather. He I mean, better, he, he's got a he's got a better chance than, than McGregor. Because my thing is, that, have you seen? Have you ever seen? Like we ain't really seen Mayweather get touched up like that. I mean, a few fights he got hit. You know what I'm saying? But like the Wilder slip Fury. You know he just got up before the ten. You see what I'm saying? So I think he at least got a better chance. I think. But I think. That's I think what's about. gonna have to happen. Francis is going if we talking about for Francis to win, Francis is not if you attack if you attack if you attack Fury Bodish, you got a you 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 got a chance. Because that's what when when Wilder was doing that in, in the third fight, he was attacking the body, he had a chance. He just got he got impatient Look. and started trying to go up top and then got and got caught too many times. Yes. Yeah. Too many times. Attack that man body. But I don't know if Francis is gonna do that though, man. Nah, Honestly, that I think Fury, um, Fury, Fury is a different beast, though, bro. He said, "Uh, footwork gonna hurt Francis." Yep. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna hurt Fr- that that too. Yep. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna hurt Fr- yep. Francis. Francis in the boxer. He's got he's got a power which guy, but he's not a boxer. He he wasn't a boxer in the UFC. He he, he literally was a striker, he, but you know he he was a striker, but he was he's not a a boxer. Yeah, no, he's not a boxer. He's a striker though. He got lightning in his fist. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, it's like if he catch him, it's over with. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But the the foot the feet work, man. That Fury gonna step that boy like it ain't nothing, man. Mm-hmm. Fury, he just he's he's but, so but he Francis, he he is a Francis finna get that bag. Yeah, Fury is um. What I think Shakur does to to the smaller guys, that's what what Fury does. It's the it death by a thousand cuts, but he got power too, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Death by a thousand cuts. But that's though. yeah, exactly. But except Fury is three hundred and thirty pounds moving like that, bro. You yeah. is not supposed to be able to move like that at that side. Oi. But that's that's. I mean, that's that's his bloodlines, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but man, we can get up out of here, man. Um, we'll be back on Monday. Uh, I don't know what we talking about. I don't know who we talking to. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. But uh, oh, we can talk about the, well. Nah, we might can talk about this fight. I don't know. Might well depending on what it look like. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, like I said, man, it's been real. We appreciate y'all. Thank you to AD Burrows for coming through, uh, topping it up with us, man. Uh, look forward being back with y'all on Monday, like that. We got. This show was presented by BetOnline.ag. Bring me my money.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.